0: We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts, and of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week, we've got a really good episode. So of course, we're talking about influencer marketing, but this week, we're looking at it through the scope of... Of the music industry, so Amy has been with Wim. Oh my God. I think she said since we had about two hundred people in our Facebook community, um, that was a long time ago. She's been with us since more or less the beginning, and that shows you how long she's been in the influencer space. So she'll tell you in her own words how she got to Rock Nation, um, which is you know this incredible company. They partner with all of the you know A list celebrities. And the music industry is all about influence and influential people. So it was a really interesting conversation. She also gets personal about her professional journey. And um, here's a little preview of what she had to say. I loved this.
1: You know, you can still achieve your dream job by not taking the traditional path per se, and you can back into it in other ways. You know, as long as you're thoughtful about the experiences that you're getting and how it leads you to where you ultimately want to be. So
0: yeah, just a little preview of um of some of Amy's thoughts, and yeah, it was a really interesting conversation about just thinking innovatively, and I love a good you know innovative approach to God everything. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh oh, and also uh, stay tuned in this episode, we give you a special podcast listener promo for the collective. My podcast listeners and my Clubhouse listeners are very special to me. <laughs> um, those are just my two favorite mediums. I'm such an audio person, and I always love to give promos to everybody in uh, who just listens on those platforms. Um, so, yeah, the collective guys, I get questions a lot. What is why should I join? What's the distinction between the other stuff you guys are putting out and how has it changed since I joined maybe like Amy five plus years ago? So let me sum it up and like 30 seconds or less. Here's how the collective is absolutely a game changer for the way that you work with influencers. Number one, if you're not currently in our Facebook community, oh my goodness guys, you are totally missing out. So our Facebook community is super, super active. So are some of our Slack channels and these are communities that you'll be able to gain access to as part of our collective. So it's an incredible opportunity for networking, of course, because we're a networking organization. You will literally get new business, you will meet incredible women in the industry, but you will also be able to information share, ask questions, get other women's perspective in the group. Those two are huge. Also, we have unlimited virtual events and discounts to premium events. So for example, we just came off of hosting nine tools that she uses to run her talent agency. It was a virtual event hosted by one of our mentors because we have a mentorship program as well. We have educational events about things like whitelisting, YouTube direct from the source, Um, but also networking events. Cause y'all, while it might be uncomfortable to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know that it is hugely important, let's not uh mince words, to network, to connect with other women in the industry to progress your career and to also just connect with incredible women. We've got job listings. If you're recruiting for people you absolutely want to recruit from our community, we've got the most incredible women who are fully qualified, fully eager. Obviously, if they're in this group, they're a great crop of women to pull from. So we have the best talent in the industry. And therefore, if you are looking for a role or just kind of curious, we have an incredible job board just for you. Castings. So castings. Win cast. If you are on the brand or agency side and you want to connect with dozens of incredible talent managers, I can personally vouch for of both the large agencies and also amazing small businesses that are representing influencers you want to use Wimcast. In one intake form, your information, your casting gets blasted out to over 150 talent managers in the space. Pretty much every single management company is part of our network and so it's just efficient. It's so streamlined and is meant to just make your casting process so much easier. Within 24 hours, you get back a spreadsheet with dozens of recommendations, and of course, these are coming directly from WIM members. So you know you're never wondering who these people are. They're in the same community. It's a great way to just give back to the community, f- deepen your relationships within there, um, and just oh my gosh, save so much time. If you're a talent manager, of course, though, we're sending you these castings. So it's an additional revenue stream for you, um, and these are again from. WIM members. So we vet these things. We are not paying influencers $100 in uh, an Instagram post. Like These are well-paid campaigns, great brands, and um, they're in your inbox all the time. Oh, I always forget to mention this, and it's actually one of the most amazing things about WIM, our mentorship program. So guys, all of our mentors teach a masterclass. This is on a topic of our mentor's expertise. You can watch an hour long of them in their element, educating you on their topic of choice. And then if you're like, holy crap, I wanna learn more. I really wanna connect with this person. Something about them just resonates with me. You go on our website and every single one of our members gets a one-on-one session with one of our mentors twice per year and each one of those sessions is at least an hour long they're very generous with their time um, so you can connect with these women one-on-one and ask all the questions that you want and like have that mentor that I don't know I was personally always craving I always wanted a mentor somebody who is just like there for me to help me to support me to answer any questions that i had if you go on our website you can find all of these things and so so much more i i wanted to keep this short and it's not (laughs) so i apologize but there's just so many things that i'm super passionate about that we're bringing you as part of our collective membership again our collective are for those of you who really take this seriously, who really want to invest in your future, in your career, and take all of these resources to the next level. Um, I'm, I'm, I love giving that back, um, and oh my God, the feedback that we've gotten from. The people who just genuinely like lean in, fully lean in to whim and everything that it is and have joined the collective and come to our events and show up in our community. I can talk about it a lot, but it's it's amazing to hear what other people have experienced. And I love that. Like I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um it makes me really happy and um and we're Working to make Win better every single day. In fact, I DM'd a lot of you yesterday <laughs> based on our Instagram poll because a lot of you uh, took our fun poll and answered a lot of questions, um, and I learned a lot about you guys, which is awesome. Um, so look out for more of those. But I DM'd probably I DM'd a lot of you yesterday. just wanted to get to know you guys more one-on-one and ask further questions about how we can be helpful to you guys. So. Um, all right, guys. I have talked long enough, but you know me, I I can talk a lot. Girl can talk. So keep your ears peeled. Later on this episode, we drop that promo code. Let's listen a little bit less of me and a little bit more for our guest of the hour, Amy Hamill of Rock Nation. All right, so Amy, I am so stoked to have you on the show today.
1: First and foremost, welcome and thank you for being on. No, thanks so much for having me. I mean, um, I joined WIM in its early stages. So, you know, you maybe had a couple hundred members um, at that point. So it's really incredible to see you know, how much the group has grown since then and the community support you've built over the years. So, you know, the pleasure is all mine.
0: So you are an OG of WIM. I love it so much. Exactly. We are, I am personally so grateful for you. Like if you joined our Facebook group, I don't know, we're probably talking 2018, 2017, potentially um, you've, you've seen different iterations and I hope you've met lots of incredible women. Um, but I'm just so happy that you, you still find value in it. So thank you for still being a member. Um, I am just so excited to like have you all today and get to know you better, get to know your work better. I like, I want to hear all your opinions about, you know, the influencer space. <laughs> well, I have and... lots of them, so. Good. Okay. Can I tell you though, real talk, like, that's what I love so much about the women who find their way into WIM. I hear that same sentiment so often, which is like, oh, I have opinions <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, love exactly. it. Like, please have all the opinions and we're going to get to them today. So thank you. Um, but before we do... I love doing these get to know you questions because we're obviously going to get to know you professionally, but I also just want to get to know you, Amy. Um, So are you ready for some rapid fire, get to know you questions? Yeah, hit me. I love it. All right, let's do it. Um, What is your biggest fear?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, my biggest fear, I mean, just on a personal level, um, probably drowning. Drowning. Uh, yeah, whoa, yeah, real you know, fear. I, I, mean, I grew up in Florida and, um, you know, I was always going to the beaches and they had some really strong riptides, um, in New Somerna beach, the Atlantic ocean. So, you know, I, I definitely experienced a few of those and I, you know, I, I would have like recurring nightmares over the years about, about that. So totally
0: from one floridian anyway. to another i get oh, that
1: nice. i get yeah, that yeah, exactly I, exactly totally
0: understand it maybe it's a florida thing i i could totally i get it um when you were a kid throw back to your florida days when you were a kid what <laughs> did you want to
1: do for a living oh my gosh i mean I feel like this is really basic, but I wanted to be a singer when I was a really young child. Mm-hmm.
0: And today as an adult, do you sing? Did you sing in school? Like, do you sing in the shower or how do you, do you still incorporate that in any
1: way? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I do not. <laughs> I, I, I work behind the scenes these days. I think that's where my talents are, are best put. Are you sticking into karaoke then? Um, you know what, I, I think my voice changed over the years. I sing in the shower here and there. I'm not horrible. um, But I'm but I'm not super good. And, you know, I'll sing karaoke time to time if I have if I have a drink or two. But, you know, it's not something I would automatically go to. Are you?
0: I, well, so funny, I was actually a theater major, like a musical theater major in school. Um, and I also met people in WIM who were like, you know, opera majors, like legit singers. So I'm not one of those people, but I was like, oh, maybe she is. Maybe she So like, here's my question. Who, who did you listen to as a kid? Like who made you want to be a singer? Oh my God. Um, Like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. How did I know? I mean, we must be around the same age. Like I knew you were going to say that. Free Britney. Free Britney. (laughs) Hashtag free Britney. Are you watching all of the documentaries and all of the YouTube videos about this? You know, free Britney. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: I mean, you've got to be up on the movement. We've got. We've got to help her out. (laughs) We do. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could have an entire episode about that. I know. I'm like, don't even get me started on you know the the latest documentary on Hulu, because then we're just going to go down a completely different path and rabbit hole. So (laughs) we
0: will, but we'll also talk about this after the show. um, because Oh my gosh, free Brittany. What
1: is your biggest motivation? Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I think my biggest motivation is, you know, of course you, you, you want to do the best that you can for your future self. And, you know, the, your future family. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I've always just had a really high standard, you know, for myself. And I really, I really want to make sure that the work that I'm putting out there is, you know, really my best effort. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's really important to, to be accountable and follow through and just make sure you're delivering the best work, and putting your best foot forward, um, every day and just continuing to grow and evolve as a
0: person. 100%. And my last get to know you question for today, if money were no object, what would you do all day with your time?
1: Oh my gosh, I would travel the world. A hundred percent,
0: you know? Yes. Oh, I do know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I, yeah. Come on. And and, you know, of course, like give back as well and give back to charity (laughs) along the way. Let me just add that. I'm not completely 100% selfish, but- I yeah, both you. of those
0: things. I would be fully into. <laughs> and not necessarily in that order, but you know, simultaneously, simultaneously, exactly. simultaneously. Exactly. We're gonna go. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Definitely feel like we got to know you a bit more, and I look forward to just continuing to. So, let's dive into like a little bit of your professional journey. Like we heard a bit about it in the intro to the show, but I always think it's ideal to hear in your own words. So in your own words, talk us through your professional journey, like your entryway point into influencer marketing and like why you've
1: stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd love to share more about my career path. And, you know, I think for me, I really want to go back to the beginning and, you know, where this all kind of started for me um, was in undergrad. You know, I can truly say that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you know my experiences as a student at the University of Florida, and you know, one of my one of my first mentors. Um, you know, it's true what they say: is you know try to start networking and getting relevant experience in the industry that interests you as early as possible. So, you know, during my time there, I majored in marketing. I minored in entrepreneurship. Um, yes, I was in, I was there. Um, you know, in the 10 Tebow heyday. Uh, so those were really our glory days. Um, there was just an incredible, incredible energy, uh, you know, on the campus. And it was a really great, you know, traditional SEC college experience. Um, but, you know, during that time, I was involved in our homecoming event, Gator Growl, um, which was, you know, one of the largest student-run pep rallies um, in the Southeast. And it was essentially, it would happen the night before the big homecoming game and it was a student variety show. So there would be skits, uh, the band would play, and we would always have, you know, a really big headline performer, you know, at the Swamp. So, you know, I was the director of community sales, and I was responsible for increasing awareness of the event, um, you know, in Gainesville, and also, you know, kind of selling tickets. And during that time, and, you know, one of my advisors um, was, was a gentleman by the name of Michael Blatchley, and he was the head of University of University of Florida Performing Arts. So, you know, I think from there, after Gator Growl ended, um, you know, I had worked with him in an advisor capacity throughout my time at Gator Growl, and I really liked, you know, kind of what he did there, which was bringing, you know, world-class artists um, and, and entertainers to the city of Gainesville. So he brought everyone from like Yo-Yo Ma to the Alvin Ailey Dance Company and more, um, and, and, you know, especially when you're in Gainesville, there's really not much like professional internship experience that you can get, you know, in the entertainment or, or influencer or marketing landscape. So, you know, I kind of took that opportunity and I asked if I could intern with him and I ended up interning with him, you know, for the first or for the last two years of college. So, um, you know, I think he was the one, you know, when the time came to, help me really get my resume in front of the right people and open up the right doors for all the big talent agencies um, in New York City. So, I mean, and you know how it is too. It's not like you can just, you know, get in one of the talent agencies. It's not, it's not, it's not super easy. It's not like you can just go to a career fair and, you know, interview and then, you know, you're gonna start the job on a certain date a year later. Like it's really, it's really a lot more opportunistic and it's a mixture of, you know, having the right professional experience, um, and also, you know, having the warm connection that will really, you know, get your foot in the door. So, you know, interviewed a couple of times, didn't get the job. And then I finally landed one um, as an assistant um, in the concerts division at ICM Partners, um, which is one of the big agencies up there. And, you know, I think, again, it was it was a great training ground. Um, you know, it's kind of like the first foray into the into the entertainment world. But you know, the day-to-day work, which was routing and booking tours for the artists wasn't really what necessarily piqued my interest as much. I think what I was drawn to was really the work that was coming out of our global branded department. So obviously I had my degree in marketing and I was like, wow, it would be, it, you know, I think the next step for me would be to find a role where I can really help create the strategic alliances between, you know, artists and talent um, and brands, you know, to meet their own goals. So, you know, I think when I was decided that I was ready to move on to that path, um, it was probably about a year and a half in when I was still at ICM Partners. I ended up getting drinks with one of my good girlfriends, and she had just finished up doing some freelance work for a marketing communication agency called Full Picture. So, you know, I ended up interviewing and getting a role in the, the um, brand management division. And, you know, I'm so thankful for this role because I was really able to get Sort of foundational experience working on all types of projects for both brands and talent in many different capacities. So, you know, we worked with a boutique talent roster, including actress Riley Keogh, chef Dominique Ansel. Um, you know, when influencers are still very much up and coming, I also signed our first ever influencers to the company and managed entrepreneurs Katie Storino of the 12ish style and Olivia Perez, friend of a friend of a friend, in the early stages of their careers. And, you know, on the, on the brand, Side, um, you know, we we worked on projects such as um, you know, procuring talent for global brands like Maybelline for their New York Fashion Week front row activation, and I was also on the team to secure um, a multi-year sponsorship with Party City for Heidi Klum's annual Halloween party, which was another client of ours. So, you know, it, it was really um, an incredible experience, dipping my toes into different areas of the business. Um, and you know, I think more more than just the appeal of the work we were doing, I was surrounded by really inspiring leadership, um, examples of powerful women really doing it all each and every day. I mean, Desiree Gruber, she was the founder of the company Helen Rob was my boss. I mean, they're all smart, fashionable go-getters. They're really hustling and balancing work and family life. So it was just a really powerful example for, you know me to aspire to at that point in my career. So, you know, that was really, again, you know I decided that I really liked working with talent and I knew that uh, that was where I where I wanted to focus, right? So, you know, when it was time for the next talent, next challenge, I decided to immerse myself, you know, more specifically as a talent agent in the fashion realm and joined global modeling agency Next Management on the talent board, um, you know, creating brand partnerships across the fashion and beauty space uh, for our clients. We worked, you know, on all, all types of talent from celebrities like Diplo, Sweetie, Suki Waterhouse, Um, to, you know, global fashion entrepreneurs like Julia Rustin-Breitfeld, Larson Thompson, activists like Chutezcat-Martinez, dancers, artists, and more. I mean, it really really runs the gamut. And, um, you know, I think overall, this experience was really key in developing some of my longstanding relationships in the industry and building my Rolodex. Um, I was really able to learn the ins and outs of the fashion industry and how you can really help talent navigate this world and, you know, build up credibility in the space. I mean, uh, a lot of talent want to work in fashion and, you know, with luxury brands, but just because you're a celebrity or you're famous or you have a following, like doesn't mean that's necessarily going to happen. There's, there's a lot of like behind the scenes, you know, things you have to do. You've got to be working with the right people. You need a stylist, creative director on your team. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. So that was a really important experience for me. And know during my time there you know towards the end of my time i started thinking about you know what would it look like to work more closely um, with musicians who are who are also influencers in their own right um and and really go in house on the management side um you know i had already worked with you know big stars like Billie eilish and diplo which was an incredible experience but you know as only as only representing them you know in the fashion category we were kind of like the last one to the party and i realized that I actually wanted to play more of a foundational role, shaping um, and building the brand for for artists, you know, at the beginning of their career. So, uh, you know, when Rock Nation finally approached me to join as the director of music brand partnerships, I think you know everything kind of came full circle. So, you know, where I am now, I sit underneath the Rock Nation Unified Division, which is the commercial arm of the business, and we serve as the in-house brand specialist for artists underneath our label and our management divisions, as well as for company-wide initiatives. So we do anything that brings cash registers with brands, including strategic partnerships with our talent, sponsorships at our events, such as Made in America, the Rock Nation Grammy brunch, charitable initiatives under Team Rock. Um, And yeah, our talent roster here includes some of the most culturally relevant um, celebrities of today, such as Alicia Keys, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Big Sean, Normani, and more. Overall, you know, all of my experiences really working with talent, sponsorships, brand agency side have really come together and what has been a natural next step in my career. And, you know, my goal for this role is to really continue to elevate and build upon my portfolio work across different industries. I mean, something really exciting about Rock Nation is that, you know, we have a bigger runway to do deals beyond fashion and beauty um, and, you know, also outside of just talent. So I guess you could say, you know, it's a little bit more room to play. Um, and then finally, I think, you know, the one of the biggest takeaways throughout the entire journey um, that I just shared is that, you know, you can still achieve your dream job by not taking the traditional path per se, and you can back into it in other ways, you know, as long as you're thoughtful about the experiences that you're getting and how it leads you to where you ultimately want to be.
0: Totally. What a cool path you've had. I mean, from the traditional space and then into the fashion space in particular and music. And I mean, it's so interesting. And um, what would you tell someone who listened to that incredible recap of your professional journey and also like I assume you're in maybe your 30s and like very much in the middle of your career, right? There's so much more to even go, but like someone who's listening in and they're like, damn, like that sounds so interesting. That sounds so cool. What would you tell someone who sort of wants to follow in your footsteps? And I'll preface it by saying this, um, we all want to leave a legacy to the generations before us. And I think that part of what's so important about that is like helping them get a leg up (laughs) to maybe avoid some of the pain points that we experienced or some of the confusion of like, what do I do? What path do I take? So like, what would you tell somebody to sort of give them a leg up if their, if your career path seems particularly interesting to them?
1: Um, You know, I think... There, there's a few things, right? Um, you have to be your own entrepreneur in your career. I mean, like when you graduate college, it's not like there's a clear path, right? So, you know, find some roles that really interest you, find some find some successful um, executives, entrepreneurs, like really, really whatever you're interested in um, and, and kind of stalk them on LinkedIn, to be honest with you and, and see kind of what their experiences have been like. And And you know, what led them to that place ultimately, and, and try to go in a similar direction.
0: From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women,
1: women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free
0: advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode.
1: You, want to, you also wanna to go to a company as well, just when you're looking at companies to join that, that you're gonna have a tailwind versus a headwind. So you know, look at a company that's changing with the times, one that's open to evolving and trying new, new ideas. The next piece to it is to really read as much as possible. Um, it's, especially in this role, it's, it's incredibly important to stay on the pulse of industry trends and really be educated about what is currently resonating with, con- with consumers um, and in the marketplace. Um, read up as well on kind of the history of advertising and marketing to see you know, how, how these industries have evolved over the years, because you know, a lot of times a good idea is just a new iteration um, of translating an older format and maybe tweaking ideas that play in today's market.
0: And I love sharing like a good resource on this show. I feel like that's such a common question. And whim. it's like, what newsletters are you consuming? What podcasts are you listening to? What, like, what resources are on your radar? Are there a couple favorites that you could share?
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of my, my daily news consumption, I definitely, I definitely have a routine. Um, you know, I, I like to listen to podcasts in the morning to get my daily news. I listen to NPR up first. I really like, um, New York Times, The Daily. I also always, especially if you want to work in in fashion and beauty, um, read WWD, business of fashion um, is really important. I also use an app called Feedly, um, which is essentially a news aggregator, and it will show you the most popular articles across your categories of interest. So I think that's 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 honestly like a little hidden weapon um, that I think more people should know about. Uh, because you can find some really great information from there and just make sure to stay on top of, you know, all of the important things that are happening and resonating with consumers. And then, you know, I think I think finally, like when you get a chance on the weekend, and I think, especially during a year like this, um, a really big lesson for me is that, it, is to really, you know, look at the headlines and, and read more about what's going on in the world. Um, especially also from an economic perspective, because, you know, in terms of the, it, obviously the pandemic, um, you know, created a recession, which has affected consumer spending and really how brands are reacting and like what that means for me as a salesperson, and how to best navigate your job um, and manage expectations based on, you know, the current environment.
0: And so I'd love to just jump. Well, first of all, thank you for Feedly. I'm going to go check that out. I, I I love a good aggregator. There's just so much out there on the internet, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, it could feel a little overwhelming. And sometimes when you just want like a really like filtered down feed, <laughs> um, of, of, you know, content that's applicable to you. Um, you gotta look for something like that. So I have a couple, but I've never heard of Feedly before. I love that. I'm going to definitely go check that out. So thank you. And like, let's, let's talk about some of those trends a little bit. Um, Uh, you know, on a, what is it? Business of Fashion. I think I follow them on Instagram um, and they were talking recently about, do you know about NFTs? Are you aware of what NFTs are?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we are familiar with NFTs.
0: Okay. So like I was listening into this clubhouse room and that was my like entryway point into NFTs. And they were talking, it was like Lindsay Lohan was in a room on clubhouse talking about NFTs and business of fashion posted, um, on their Instagram the other day, how Gucci has released, uh, a digital shoe. (laughs) That's like, I think it's like, $19.99 $19.99 or less. It's like somewhere around that price point. I-, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I would, let me like not give my opinion. I would love to hear your thoughts on Gucci releasing this virtual shoe for like 19
1: dollars <laughs> I mean, you, you got to hand it to them because you always think it's important for brands to really kind of be ahead of the curve and Try out some of these new emerging plans, trends and platforms, and if nothing else, it's going to generate some incredible earned media for them. But you know, definitely here for our artists at Rock Nation, that is a space that we are looking to play in and explore even further. Um, you know, obviously, our you know our artists they have their own merch that they're creating, um, so if they can they can create you know their own merch or you know products that can drop along drop alongside their album for example it just creates another revenue stream for the artist so it's it's all positive here so tell That's me more like really in.
0: yeah no tell me more about that cuz i like whether you're an influencer in like the lifestyle realm or you're a musician or you know there's so many different types of influencers um, revenue streams are something that you know are constantly spoken about, and there, in my opinion, um, there's way too many influence or influencers out there who are solely just focused on like incoming brand partnerships, um, and that market is hard to break into. You touched on it earlier um, about you know relationships and uh getting jobs you know in in careers on our end of things imagine how influencers feel um we were recently talking about this in the group do influencers have a a fair shot always in getting in the room or getting the same partnerships or is it a lot about who you know Um, and so I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to talk about these other revenue streams so that it isn't just all about brand partnerships. I think the smartest influencers are always diversifying their revenue streams and like products and uh, book launches and NFTs and maybe courses. You know, there's all these other opportunities for influencers to get into. Talk to me a little bit about your recent experience at Rock Nation and. Um, and your experience and, and what you've observed in that capacity.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and diversifying also couldn't be more relevant at a time like this, especially, you know, during the pandemic when, you know, brands haven't necessarily had as much budget to invest in brand partnerships. So, you know, it's, it's always smart to make sure that you know, you're, you're you're looking at new op- new commercial opportunities to understand how you can continue to grow and expand your brand, um, you know, into spaces that feel authentic to you. And I think, you know, where we come in as a talent manager um, is to really understand, you know, kind of who you are as a person, you know, what your passions are and what your goals are um, and, and help you see the big picture and create a roadmap to really building your empire. So. You know i think a lot of times brand partnerships can really serve as a stepping stone to something a little bit bigger um you know whether that be creating your own brand like for example alicia keys um, we actually brokered her deal with elf cosmetics to create her own standalone brand called keys soul care um which which launched and which launched and sells in ulta for example so you know, what she really wanted to do was, you know, find these these joint ventures and, and really have, you know, a company that was true to her and her values and something that, that she could run on her own. Um, so, of course, you know, creating your own brand uh, is a way to diversify, obviously, through NFTs, um, you know, also, you know, what do you want to start, do you want to start your own marketing agency, for example, like you just see like Shaquille O'Neal, for example, just just started the the majority advertising agency, which is something you can check out. So it really just depends on like what your personal passions are and, you know, how how you are going to create another standalone opportunity out of it. And I think, you know, a lot of times where that starts is really is really through your content and making sure that you know you do have an expertise and, and you have a point of view. And that's something that people really look to you for advice um, and really just building it out from there. And then you know if you have your niche and you're an expert in the space, the brand partnerships are gonna come, right? Those are gonna come naturally. So it's really just about leaning into yourself, your brand interests and, and um, understanding like the right opportunity that works for you.
0: Hope you've been enjoying this episode as a special treat and a huge thank you for being such a loyal listener of the podcast. We're offering you 10% off your first year of a VIP membership to our collective. Essentially, it's our Facebook group on steroids. (laughs) So check out all of the benefits at imwim.com slash benefits and then use code podcast 2021 to get 10% off your first year of a VIP collective membership. Again, that's code podcast 2021. Okay. So go sign up, but also keep listening to this episode. I also like really appreciate the idea of sort of reinventing yourself, right? Like I appreciate that as you progress in your career and maybe one day you were like the best basketball player of all time, but like not wanting to just like live only as that and live the rest of your life, just having that be your one claim to fame. Um, And people are so multi-talented these days. It's so rare that you meet somebody who, you know, just does one thing. Um, And I think that it's so interesting to see people like leaning into what otherwise may have been just referred to as passion projects and, you know, diversifying that and reinventing themselves and staying current. And like, it also takes guts to, to say, like, I was always known as a singer and now I'm going to start this product line and, you know, people are going to have feelings about that. Right. Like everybody has an opinion, especially if you're always, like, yeah, it, it, people, are always no matter what you opinion. do, there's always going
1: to be haters or an opinion or people who love it or people who hate it
0: a thousand percent. And you're never going to please everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you could just sort of like you know, get over that piece of it. Um, I think it's so brave to, to go and, and diversify and just explore other things. And I think it's particularly interesting in the music space because of how much that world has changed. I mean, we were talking about Britney Spears and Christine Aguilera at the beginning of this call. And, you know, they like Christine Aguilera is a great example of, you know, someone who's definitely done all sorts of stuff with her career um, but so many artists have, and I just, it, it's a path to really, um, observe like it, there, there are things in there that, um, seem really fascinating about that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, like, just in, like the music space in particular, or, like when the people that you are currently working with, like they're having a lot of success. Yeah. Why do you think that is? What do you
1: attribute it to? I mean, I think first and foremost, it's really the connection that they have with their fans and their audience. And, you know, if they're putting out music that's really resonating, um, I think that that's a really important piece to it. And the, next, and the next thing, like you said, is really making sure that, you know, over time, um, you know, you evolve, your, you evolve your brand. And I think that also that kind of naturally happens, you know, as you grow as a human, and you know, you you have different interests um, that come up as you move through the different milestones of life. And but you know, I think you know anyone can really get like fifteen minutes of fame. But you know, the the elusive question is really how do you how do you sustain success and how do you pivot and diversify you know your brand successfully? Um, so you know, I think I think for a lot of our for a lot of our talent. Um, you know, they they do that in different ways. And something that has really been interesting to a lot of the brand clients that we're working for is, you know, partnering with our talent that really stand for something um, or, you know, they're they're fighting for something bigger than themselves and they contribute to their community in some way. So, for example, like Big Sean is one of our clients and he has the Sean Anderson Foundation, um, which helps assist in the education, health, safety and well-being of primary through college age students and underserved communities across the country. And, you know, I think brands, again, especially in like this day and age that we're living in, they're definitely looking to partner with talent to really, you know, not only create an interesting creative marketing program for brands, but also give back to their communities and they can do that through the talent foundations. That's so
0: good. And like any sort of artist that has amassed a certain amount of money, (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah. I just personally think they should give back in some capacity. Like everybody and and you know what like this isn't even a it is a it is a bit of a financial thing. I was about to say like it's not even a, a thing about money. I mean, I I I whatever wherever you have influence, um I just think that it becomes a choice after a while about how you use that platform. And I'm yeah. always just particularly impressed with people who, um, you do, you have to get to a certain point to be able to, um, you know, provide for yourself and your family and live the, the type of life and lifestyle that you want to live. And then there comes a point where you are able to give to other people and, and whether that, that could be time too. It doesn't yeah. always have to be financial. It can be, you know, I have all this, all this expertise, like, like I want to give to this community that I'm particularly passionate about. And I just, I don't know, I always have like a, a lot of respect for people who take the time out of their day. Cause arguably time is more valuable than money. It certainly oh, is opportunity money. cost, That's, exactly opportunity <laughs> costs. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I would be curious to ask you about like your professional journey, like. What's a quality of yours that you think has helped you the most in business?
1: Hmm. I mean, I think there's a few. Um, being scrappy is definitely one. I think, you know, I, I am in a sales or more business development um, type of role. So, you know, any deal that you've gotten or, you know, any partnership you that, that you secure is probably because an idea or a contact that you found. I think you really have to be proactive, Resourceful um, and creative, and you know, kind of what your pitch is, and you know how you're approaching the clients and and um, and getting them on board for your idea. So that's a big one. And then I think the second one is also the human touch. I mean, we are in a relationship based business, um, that's for sure. And you know, I think it's really important to to come from a place of service. Um, you know. Follow up, anticipate your client's needs, really get to know them and how you can help and, um, you know, having a strong sense of accountability and follow through and, and, and also, you know, be empathetic uh, to, to what they're going through too, and really try to understand. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think the human touch is, is really important. Empathy. That's so huge. Um, it's sometimes it's like the, isn't it like the
0: simple things that people tend yeah. to forget that are like. Like say, it's thank you, you
1: know, like just a personal note, you. like goes a really long way or just like taking the time to, to craft like a well, a well-written note or, or compliment them on like a recent project or accomplishment. Like, you know, you're, you're noticing them. You're taking a time out of the day.
0: hundred percent. Like we had um, a post in our Facebook group actually just saying like, when you're in the market for a new role, like what do you look for? Um, and I was just really intrigued. The answers were so interesting. And like, if I could summarize the, the theme or the gist of most of the answers, it was like, treat me like a human. That was a lot of what it was. Yeah. It was like, you know, just, just have some humanity, compassion, empathy, things like that. It's like, I've said this so many times. I just, so I just believe it so strongly. It's like, sometimes like the right answer is always the simplest one and yeah. and you know in this case like that seems to be the case as well um you know i love to get as real as possible on this on this show too and you know i i don't know i've been listening to a lot of content that's been talking a bit about like toxic positivity mm-hmm. um which is really interesting i think and i i want to be able to be real on this podcast because While you are a perfect example of someone who has had a a seemingly from the outside really impressive career and journey, I'm sure, I, I, I don't know, I can imagine that there have been like failures perhaps along the way or difficult moments, difficult times. And so I'd love to learn a little bit about like, what's the role of failure in your professional journey? It's part of
1: the process. <laughs> it's part of the overall learning experience. I mean, it, it's it's exercise. The more you do it, I guess, the less scary it becomes. But you know, I think in terms of things going wrong I and mean, whether it's losing a client or maybe a deal falling through or you know maybe you didn't win a project, I think these are all really inevitable bumps in the road that happen you know throughout your career. And um, sometimes, sometimes you can you can improvise or pivot and, and save it. Um, but, you know, other times it might not go as you planned and, you know, it, it builds character. And I think, you know, the most important thing is to to take the time to reflect and, you know, take stock on, you know, maybe what went well and what could have been improved upon and, you know, just, just kind of take mental notes of the key takeaways so you can really adjust and, you know, refine your approach accordingly. And, you know, in this business, especially, I think there's, there's a lot of rejection, right? Um, People will say no to you so many times, but I think where your power is, is, is really, and if you have a good relationship, um, it's easier to do this as well, but, you know, asking for feedback from the client. So, you know, if they say no, it's like, okay, great. Well, you know, what could I have done better? Or, you know, how could I have adjusted this approach? Or, you know, what did, what did the winning pitch look like? Um, and, and that way you can incorporate that, you know, in, you know, in your approach moving forward.
0: Yeah. All of those things. And they, they take practice, they take time. And, but I, I love how you even started that answer. It's just like, it maybe become a little less, it becomes a little less scary as, as you experience it. And as you move through it, you're able to Um, brush it
1: off a little bit easier.
0: And sure. you don't take it
1: personally, right? Like the first couple times you're rejected, you're like, oh my God, is it something that I did? And then you're like, no, actually it's because, you know, this specific offering was better for like this logical reason. So you can look
0: at it a bit more objectively. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is helpful. So just even like, look, it's like anything in life, right? Like you, to be able to master something, you got to practice. It's anything in life. And like, some things are a little bit more uncomfortable to practice. Right. I think that's maybe that's certainly what failure is. It's certainly not comfortable to go through something that you're like, Oh, I failed. Um, but also that's where the growth comes
1: in. Right.
0: Yeah. That's that's how you get to the next level every time. But I think to your point too, it's like what you do with that failure is key. Right. Um, it's like, you know, not just like lamenting in it or like, Drowning in it. It's like, okay, let me take something away from this. Let me learn from this. Let me analyze this a bit. And it's also like where you focus your mental energy in because you can easily, especially because words are so powerful, like the word failure is this like, I know, hugely like meaningful word. Um, and you could just like get lost in that. So I, I love your advice. I think that it's, I hope people are listening and, and take that into consideration. It's like, it's what you do with it after and, um, focus on that, <laughs> focus on that. Um, finish this
1: sentence. My life changed when, so I think you know my life really changed and my mindset really changed when I started living um, with with a greater intention. Um, so you know what that means is really knowing your why and knowing your purpose. And you know of course there are going to be days, there are going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. Um, but you know if you know your overall goal and why you're here. And, um, you know, realize that's really part of the process. It it doesn't, it doesn't affect you as much. And, and it also, it also, also having boundaries is important as well. Um, so knowing, you know, always making sure that, you know, you're respecting yourself, um, you know, first and foremost, you have boundaries, um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I think those are, those are the really big game changers for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm so glad to hear that you found those things for yourself, um, because those are huge. Those are truly huge, huge, huge. Um, what do you wish that someone had told your younger self that would have given you a professional or a personal advantage today?
1: Hmm. Let's see. I mean, I would say, don't be afraid to take a leap of faith or go all in on some of the, the emerging platforms or trends, because I really do believe that sometimes, um, You know, you know, the present, you know, the future is really just the present accelerated, right? So if you're looking at Instagram, for example, like when I started my career however many years ago, it was still very much up and coming. And and, you know, there weren't really many dedicated roles, you know, for for social media, for social media people. So, you know, I think it's really, it's really finding your niche, finding kind of like what's up and coming, becoming an expert in that space, and that can really propel you to new heights hundred percent. I love that so much. I have a feeling that our listeners are
0: definitely going to want to get in touch and just connect with you and perhaps learn a bit about more about Rock Nation. I've so enjoyed our conversation and
1: where can our listeners find you to learn more and connect with you? Yeah. So you can, um, you can look me up on Instagram. I'm at Amy underscore Hamill and then I'm also on LinkedIn. So feel free to shoot me a message there perfect. And we
0: will link all of that below. Amy, it's been so nice having you on today. I've so enjoyed this conversation. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.
1: appreciate you having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at I am whim.com. That's I and if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review, a rating, but the most important thing that we could ask you to do is to share this podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.
1: There aren't many
0: faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers... Who take your order on the way to work have almost
1: all of those faces.
0: Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed Full Apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.